Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Gone Shooting Podcast. I am your host Ryan with my co-host Tyler. Tyler, what's up? Hello. We got another great episode for today, another great guest with us. Uh, before we get to that, we want to mention our friends uh, and Topic Takedown, a couple of other buddies we have that uh, you know do another great podcast, local, Mike Reimer, Justin, shout out to those guys. And, uh, yeah, so, and then thanks, everybody, again for this one. I got to take a second real quick to talk. To, we got up to 80 likes today on our Facebook page, which doesn't sound like much, but uh, for a local podcast, that's, that's pretty damn cool. We're still babies. Right. Did a little investing in that, and uh, it is what it is, but, hey, no business makes money. Right you should put, yeah. put your own in there. Yeah, especially right out the gate, for sure. So uh, we're going to get to our episode today. Got my good friend James here. James, what's up, man? How you doing? Not too bad. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for coming uh, out to the house here. little ambiance we got out here in the barn, right? Yeah. It's a little bit different. A little beer opening here. <laughs> uh, I've known you for, mm, I don't know what, going on four years probably now, give or take. Yeah, right yeah. about that. Yeah, you guys are just meeting now for the first time. Very excited. Yeah. Very excited. It really this is cool. This is cool. We all, we all have a lot in common. Uh Sports fans all around, music for sure, and wrestling. I know yep. a little more old school probably for you, right? Yeah, I mean, I still follow, but I, I've i had the network a couple times and then lost yep. it and just, you know, fallen in. I, I, I get it. Today's product's a little in and out, a little yeah. in and out. But, uh, you know, uh, we're going to talk about some bullshit today. we got some beers here with us. Cheers to you fellas. Uh, let's talk about that real quick. Let's talk about some beer and uh, alcohol and all I that. I love beer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, Jim, we'll start with you. Like, what's, uh, what's, what's your favorite, what's your go-to? Uh, probably a Blue Moon. Blue Moon. Honestly, I'm an IPA fan, yeah. but then IPAs have become kind of played out. <laughs> yeah, but, everybody's doing IPAs Well, now. and they're just going too bitter. Like, they used to be IPAs with a really good balance, and now it's just like all these new IPAs are just bitter for bitter's sake. You do this. You How do high can the IBU rating be? Right, right. Like, Let's throw grapefruit in there. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> you get into the seasonal stuff. Yeah, the uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest is probably one of my favorite seasonals. Yeah, I've had that one before. It's pretty good. Especially drinks. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, any any liquors, cocktails, anything that you go to? Um, I mean, I started out, so early days when I was like probably 15, I started with 151. Oh yeah. shit! One fifty one. Hey, what King the Cobra. fuck? <laughs> in King Cobra. You know all about that, don't you? Holy shit! Do I ever? Yeah, no. It was uh, the movie theater days. Honestly, uh, just <laughs> you didn't show up to the movie theater. Drunk, <laughs> oh my god, hammer! <laughs> I drank a pint to the face at lunch at Hammer High. <laughs> And then went home and passed out, and my mom woke me up and was like, you got to go to work. And I'm, like, hammered, and she, like, sees that I'm hammered, and she's like, well, I don't give a shit. You need to go to work. And I just fucking walked to work. Just Was this one time or a regular occurrence? I mean, the one time at that level. Like, I mean. That's awesome. We used to... uh, we used to bring in leaders and put them in the locker upstairs, <laughs> so we used to just mix drinks all day. But I mean, I'm cleaning theaters. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, well, Ty, I know about you. You change every uh, every now and then. Yeah, you, you've moved on to beer. 
I did, yeah. I first started. I out. still, I still prefer my Jack and Cokes. That's that's been since day one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if I if I uh, I don't know if I had my options completely readily available, I would probably still choose a good old Jack and Coke. There's nothing, to, nothing better in my opinion in the alcohol world than a good old <laughs> Jack and Coke. Um, unfortunately, well, fortunately, unfortunately, if you can say that, when you get married and you start having to have a budget instead of choosing right. Jack Daniels over food. Um, you know, then you have to start drinking intelligently if you can do that, and that's kind of where it's gone to. So yeah, I, I do prefer to drink beer because it's easier on my wallet. Uh, I would prefer a Belgian as well. Shock Top Belgian White, my favorite beer. Yeah. Um, have you had their other flavors, the yeah. raspberry and the chocolate? Yeah. Um, have you Have you mixed the chocolate and the orange? No, I have not. Um, seems like something I'd like. Uh, I don't know. I just tried my first coffee beer. Um, oh, my, yeah. How was that? My was lovely your, wife. Your Valentine's Day My present. lovely wife brought it to work on Valentine's Day. Surprised the shit out of me. And uh, I didn't know how I was going to feel about it. It was 7%, and the IBU was 30. So I knew it was going to be bitter, and it had coffee beans in it. I loved it. Love coffee, love beer. She figured the, two of his favorite things. Uh, Dayton... I think it was just called the Dayton Beer Company. Okay. Something like that. I I don't think I'd ever heard of them before, but um, read up a little bit on the cans of it. And, yeah, six-pack, it was pretty damn delicious. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and, uh, you know, shout-out to old Megs for uh, doing that. That was pretty pretty awesome. I was sad that I wasn't there uh, when she brought it by, but, yeah, coming back and... Having the guys kind of tell me it was in the fridge waiting for me with uh, you know a couple other things, some uh, kebabs made of fruit, cut out of uh, I guess she she cut out my favorite sports teams and uh, out of watermelon, and they were the toppers of the kebabs. <laughs> it was pretty fucking cool. Thanks, babe. You got any uh, like favorite hangout spots you go to? Um, well, I mean now that our kids. Well, I hang out well, at my house. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> I mean we know, we know all about that. That's where I live. Well, speaking no of, speaking of which, real quick, it's kind of off topic. Speaking of kids, you, you know, you got two beautiful girls. Yeah. Uh, explain you. to my man here what it's like being a, on the father's side of girls because he's got one on the way. Got a little girl do May uh, May fourth. Congratulations. I, I yeah. think I think that's an appropriate word. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm terrified. I mean, I was I I wanted a girl first. Obviously, now that we have two, we kind of wanted one of each. It, it is what it is. I still love sure. both of them, but um, there's a lot, is there a lot of sass in the house? Um, I mean, yeah, like in between the, between the two girls, right, Chelsea, right? Yeah, they're uh, they've got some attitude, but I mean, you get to be the hero for the most part. Like that's that's the thing I love about it is you know, um, I get to play with them all the time. She's the one that kind of has to get on them a little more. Like not that I don't get on them, but and then I'm not gonna be the potty training one. I'm not gonna be the <laughs> You know, talk, right? yeah, yeah, like yeah. there's stuff that she get, I get to skate on, and then I, you know, I enjoy the shit out of what I have. So sure. it's just like, um, I mean, honestly, though, I mean, you know, all, all both of you can agree. Once you have kids, there's you all of a sudden understand there was more than you ever thought there was. Right, like, right. A total different I, outlook on what my parents 
the first 21 years of my life. Right. That, totally. I mean, all sure. of a sudden you become selfless and all that selfishness well, yeah, you, you, and all that ego. When you don't have kids, you, you don't think you can love anyone or anything right. as much as yourself. Right. right and, then, exactly. and then you have a kid and you're like, fuck, fuck everybody else. Right, exactly. I, was just, <laughs> I was just curious if there was another side to that thing that he's got to experience because, you know, I've only got a boy, so... Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what it's like to have a girl. I mean, I don't know. We they're they're two really different personalities. Even though um, Ada, the youngest, is only five months, going on six. Um, Cora, we got so lucky with because she was so good when she was little. I mean, she just ne- hardly ever cried. Like, yeah. we'd sit there and just smile and coo and. Dude, I mean, she was just such an easy-going baby. Oh, any, I mean, anytime like, I've seen her, whenever you guys, you know, come into work or something, you know, yeah. or you come into work, and right. know, she's always happy. And she was easy off the pacifier. Didn't really even want her pacifier. Easy off the bottle. We just literally Cole. stopped giving it to her. Cole like, was pretty easy off that shit too. But Ada, like, she is as needy as it gets when it comes <laughs> to like, I don't, I nothing's wrong with me. I just want you to hold me. Mm-hmm. And you can hold me, and we'll be in the exact same spot we were, and I'll be fine. Like, mm-hmm. so it's just like they're they're so different. I foresee them, and it's it's obviously not us raising them different. It's right. Just, it's just them. Just personalities. Yeah. So. It's hard to it's hard to tell. I think people, um, based on your own experiences, because it seems to vary so much. Right, like, right. Yeah. Some people, I mean, uh, you know, we didn't we haven't experienced with either one of them a colicky baby or, you know, I mean, as much as she is kind of needy, she's not up all night. Like, right, she sleeps pretty well. Like. We we got lucky. Like yeah. both of them, we count our blessings on that end. Yeah, I mean, two two very beautiful. Uh, uh, Cora looks like you, and then yeah. Ada looks like Chelsea, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. So I wonder if that's why the personalities are different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. Uh, talking about kind of significant others, you two kind of have a connection in a way, but you know, you and uh, Meg used to work together at uh, I guess Showplace Show Safe in Hamilton. Yeah. There. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good old yeah. theater, yeah, good one, and then there's right. Ghetto Ten. That's what we called it. Yeah, and then uh, like I said, you and I have worked together, you know, uh, for a few years, and obviously Chelsea as well. And yeah, that's the cool thing about work is you meet a lot of people, and you don't realize how kind of like small the world is, and all that kind of stuff. Right. And you know, meeting friendships and or getting new friendships and all that kind of stuff. And uh, you and Chelsea are two of my favorite people I've met at Kroger. She would probably prefer, I say, favorite, at least yeah. on her end. But, <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I was loved. I'm glad I was able to keep a relationship with you guys and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, take it outside of work and all this kind of stuff. You know, you guys coming to my shows and all that kind of thing. And you coming up and doing this podcast and all that kind of stuff, you know. So it's that's a cool thing, too, with, with jobs and all that kind of stuff. So I want to get into that, uh, kind of like taking it back to, like, when you were a kid and all that kind of stuff. You know, we all have the big dream. When we're a kid, we always, you know, obviously as you become more of an adult, that dream kind of goes away because it's a little more, it's a little uh, far-fetched when you're a kid. You know, like me, like I was all about playing baseball. Like that was my big thing. I I loved baseball. And it's ironic now because that's the sport I could really care less about. (laughs) Yeah, that is. Probably because I paid it, I played it the majority of my, you know, upbringing and all that kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. yeah, my youth. And uh, like I I remember my my mom showed me – 
a thing one time. It said something. I can't remember what grade it was, but it said, when I grew up, I wanted to play for the Braves. Because in the 90s, Braves was like. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. That was the team. I wanted to be Chipper Jones. That, uh, yeah, yeah. That was that was the team. You know what I mean? And and then as I got going and all that kind of stuff, uh, like schooling was never a thing. That was never, even when I was in like middle school, I, at college, that was never a thing for me. And, and not that I hated school. I just, it wasn't, it wasn't for me. I, I didn't dig it and all that kind of stuff. But uh and then as I got older, you know, the sport thing kind of died down a little bit. And I still never really had a goal. But music was like the thing that I loved the most. And I had people tell me always, well, you can go to school for music. And I'm like, well, why the fuck would I want to do that? <laughs> I already it's, know it's, how to play it's, music. It's music. I, <laughs> what do I need to get schooled on, like, you know, right. schooling for on it? And, you know, and that was just me and, like, you know, as a kid not knowing all that kind of stuff. Um and I really don't have a goal now, still, honestly, in a way. But you know, just to kind of make the best living that I can. I was gonna say, yeah, you, yeah, you do. It's, well, it's I meant good. like a specific, like you know, I'm going to be this for the okay. rest of my life. I, I don't have that. I don't. I don't necessarily think that one stops the goal, but you know, we'll get there. So, you know, like, what, what was it like? Like, what what was your big thing like when you were a kid? And then what you know. Speaking yeah. of jobs, real quick. First of all, congratulations! I was told that you uh, received a promotion Going again to the east side. Yeah, yeah, you got back up there up. again. Yeah, <laughs> actually, hey, man, congratulations! That's, that's still you. more money. I mean, well, uh, kind of. It actually really. When I stepped down, they never had me sign anything, and I never. You still never lost down. the pay. Yeah. So, Damn. Damn. so I mean, I was a glorified clerk at, at a right. point, like, right. but, but I mean, that guy on the west side ain't so hot so i was kind of walking yeah. them through stuff so right, i felt right. like it was i you know i had to get out man you I, know daniel got the yeah head spot. yeah yeah that's I, actually i, I might have been talking to chelsea she might have she was like you know daniel just got promoted i'm like yeah oh, wait what <laughs> right. the kid working one day a week is now a manager right that makes no sense to me but he's a good kid well and i'm not salty because he's so good like he's he's so nice like i oh, mean i'm, I'm helping him He's I know I more than he with. does, but yeah, it's uh, I'm certainly happy to work with him versus some of the. I I I had to get out. I I was not yeah. happy anymore. Uh, you know it, it. I mean, you know how it is there. At, you know, and I'm not trying to badmouth anybody or anything that has the job there or their career, but. Well, they got a new contract coming up, and they're trying to take overtime away. It, yeah, well, it just felt like a dead end. It's, you know it's I mean? going downhill. Yeah, yeah so I, I had to get out. I'm happy where I'm at now and that kind yeah. of stuff. But uh, so, so yeah, but, uh, yeah, back to the original question. What what was like the thing that you were just so enthralled with as a kid that you just knew you were going to be when you grew up? Well, I mean, so what I was into when I was young was Taekwondo. I mean, when I started uh, about 10 years old, I was doing um, – competitions i got i wound up getting my third degree black belt um i was into it a lot but i never saw it as like what i was going to do in life because there's not really a lot of money in it um yeah wasn't interrupting you there sorry (laughs) you're fine but uh yeah it just didn't seem like that even though i was really passionate about it i didn't i didn't even wasn't like really optimistic about the money in it without like trying to run my own school or something. I was right. teaching on the right. side as just kind of a That's little cool. thing. That's cool. But uh, mainly I focused on school and then I went to college and I was in college for five years and I started with business. Um, I was in like uh, um, pre college business Where'd in you go? high school, uh, Miami. Okay. Um, but I went to Miami Hamilton for 
five years and it was like two thousand a year. So it was like ten thousand in debt mm-hmm. and they said I had done everything I could that I needed to go to the Oxford campus. Mm-hmm. Oxford campus is seventeen thousand for one year. <laughs> right. So that's I was looking at I was looking at yeah, and that's living <laughs> in state. Like so I was looking at tripling what I had in student loan debt. Yeah. And I just decided it wasn't worth it. That was the big thing for me. That's why I just because especially as I got closer to graduating, right. everybody's just like um, oh, my debt and homework up to my fucking eyeballs, and I'm like, I mean, I, yeah, I I'd never did homework. Work. Like I was, <laughs> I was not a homework type of guy. Like I, I, uh, I, that's why, and that was another thing too. Is I didn't like homework in high school, so I was right. not hashtag about, not, not about that life at all. It was yeah. it was uh, study hall work. Right. I mean, <laughs> I sure. I I'd pa- I'd ace my test, and I'm like, if yeah. I'm gonna ace my test, why am I doing this? You know, BS like right. time wasting and that's, stuff, like, and that's what nobody could convey to us in in high school was if if you don't know how to study when you get to college, you're fucked. Right, and that's what happens. I, I hear that a lot of people around this area. You know, they they like like you. I was I was exactly like you in that sense. I could show up to a to a test. I didn't ever even open the book except for in class. I didn't miss a day of school. Yeah, get an A. Right, I was right. like, I want to be there to hear to hear what you have to say because I don't want to do it on my own time. Like, yeah, you show up, get an A, and then right. you know, and get an A in the class. And then when you get to college, you can't do that. You right, know, like, so much is out of class, yeah. like, and they require it to be out of class. Like, right. you're in class just to kind of go over what you're supposed to be doing outside. Yeah. Were you working while you were in school too? Yeah, well, and then that was, so I got on with Kroger in the probably in the middle of it, and I was going part-time Kroger, full-time school. Yeah. Well, I cut full-time school to half-time school, and then went full-time Kroger. Mm-hmm. And then I heard, you know, Frozen manager telling me I'm working under Frozen, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm making 19 an hour," and lures it, me it, it's, in. It's alluring. And, the the yeah. money's alluring for sure. I I can agree to that. So I was like, "Well, fell for that." Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Hook, line, and sinker. But you know, I met Chelsea out of it, and uh, two beautiful kids later. Right. And yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. regret a moment of it. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it's, it's amazing with work, whether it's friendship, relationship, whatever it may be. I mean, you know, right. you meet all kinds of people and you never know how your life's going to turn out. But, um, and then honestly, my, uh, my passion now is, uh, flow arts, which is, I do fire spinning. Mm-hmm. So I spin fire, like yeah. poi is what it's called. And I do fire staff. Um, it started with fire nunchucks cause I did nunchucks in Taekwondo and then yeah. I found poi, which was similar, um, which is like a ball in a sh- on a string. And so um, when I found that, I fell in love with it, and I became real good at it and juggling and doing all sorts of almost like circus arts. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I really do love that. Like, I've fallen into that as a real passion of mine. Yeah, like, and I'm cool. I'm good at it. So I'd love to make a career out of it, but... Circus is a dying art because mm-hmm. you know you can see it on YouTube. You know, no one needs to go to circuses anymore because you can see it on the internet. There's you've done a few, what didn't you do a show or a yeah, couple shows out at Camp America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've done uh, some performances out there and stuff, and cool. music festivals and stuff. And so, um, and I've gone to some workshops, and I'd like to eventually probably teach that. And uh, maybe even I've been thinking about integrating martial arts into it and then kind of you know as 
morphing into my own school, like creating my own school. Yeah, like, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be really cool. Right. But that was something that I found through Chelsea. So again, mm-hmm. you know, now yeah. I stayed with Kroger, <laughs> right, Chelsea, right. found that. Like now it's the passion of my life, you know. And yep, give her one. We'll, we'll, we'll give a big shout out to Chelsea. Does she listen to this? Um, yeah, she Let's does. Go on, yeah. cool. We'll still hear that then. Cool. Thanks, Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, what about you there, bub? Yeah, I've changed a lot of times over the years. Um, started, you, were, you were the sports guy. Yeah, started started out the same with you, uh, or as you, sorry. Um, football was my passion. Um, I don't know, the the adoration that the athletes got, and especially from me, you know, falling in love with a handful of guys that I was watching. <laughs> that sounds funny. <laughs> falling in love with a handful of guys. But, you know, the guys I was watching on TV, uh, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. No, not that one. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> so, you know, watch, watching those guys like Brett Favre and a couple other people that I was growing up watching, I wanted to be them. I wanted to be like them. I wanted, I wanted my own children and friends of my children and the other children who were just sitting at home watching to love me the, the same way and be a hero to the kids that, like, I, like I saw. And then you know you grow up a little bit and you realize you're five foot eight, and uh, have, don't have that much athletic ability. And I know I was excited when I was a kid because I thought I was going to be at least like six two or something. Because yeah. everybody was telling me you're tall for your age. Yeah. I, I didn't touch six foot. So. No, you, you realize that, and then so you know you have some people talk some sense into you, like, well, hey man, you're, you're five eight. You're probably pretty close to done growing. Yeah. Maybe maybe focus on some other stuff. <laughs> so I did the same thing. I kind of started focusing on academics, and at that point, I kind of wanted to be. I I, I did. I wasn't no kind of about it. I wanted to be an anesthesiologist. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I really don't remember why, um, except for I know that my mom had a couple of surgeries and. Uh, it was cool meeting those guys. They made a shitload of money and worked for like six minutes of surgery and stuff. You know, right. all they had to do was monitor some people, and and you get to call yourself doctor because you go to school for a shitload of time. And school was never like Jimmy. School was never a problem by any means. It was always very easy. And so I went to I went to school as well. I went to Miami Middletown freshman year. Went to University of Kentucky for my second year, and that's where I accrued the majority of my debt. Because it was uh, all said and done, room, board, tuition, meals. I was down about 30, 30 grand in that one year. Partying. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that was thirty grand was just what the government paid for me. Okay. You know, it was like five G out of pocket for all the booze and <laughs> all the other stuff I was buying too. Um, and you know, it was kind of like I, I made a lot of bad decisions down there, or whatever, and and didn't focus uh, enough on my schooling. So some things had to change again when I realized, you know, I, I fucked up pretty good. I can't, probably can't be a doctor anymore. So right. then I uh, started getting into coaching. So at this point in my life, my passion is coaching. And it doesn't really need to be anything specific. I think my long-term goal as it sits right now is to be a, a head coach of a football team at some point, a high school football team. Um and it really, it doesn't stem from anything other than I had really good coaches who I knew loved me. And they, uh, you know, they, they were like fathers. I had a really good father, and I had a really, a really good supporting cast who were like fathers in my coaching staffs, all yeah. sports. Yeah. And I wanted to have that kind of relationship with the, 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 the young men who, um, that I could teach. 
And that's really what it comes down to. And as a coach, you get to teach people more than just about the game. That's as far as I can tell right now. And I've been a coach for uh, nine years now, football, baseball, wrestling, softball, lacrosse. I've done just about everything. And what I've found so far is that, like, winning is third, no higher than third on the list because you want to teach you want to teach the kids about the game. But more importantly than that is you want to teach them about life and use sporting instances and games and things like banding together as brothers to get through things you know in life that and i want to i want to help i want to help young people to to understand that that you're never alone you know and things like things like that yeah so that's that's what i'm passionate about now <coughs> i was listening to uh somebody talking about uh competition and just it seems like you know how how necessary competition is to teach you Lie, about life, like right, know, yeah. Nothing's and, nothing's just easy and handed to you on silver exactly, platter. You have to work for it, right? And not everybody's a winner. Yeah, exactly. like everybody has the opportunity to be a winner. Not everybody's a winner, right? So everybody getting particip- participation trophies and everybody, you know, the the best kid or the best team getting the same accolades as the worst team, a team that doesn't win any games. It's not teaching the kids anything. Right. Not everybody's a winner. That's how it is. We all know losers. We all know people who were winners at one point who lost. Um, I agree. And winners are different things. Sure, absolutely. That's a huge part of it, too, realizing, you know, you're – you you go around thinking you're good at everything just because. (laughs) Right, exactly. Guilty, uh, guilty at one point in my life. <laughs> was, was there any dead end jobs? I mean, like me, like I, I had the typical like teenage job life. Like I, I started at McDonald's. I was there for two years, and then I went to uh, Richard's Pizza for like six months, and then I got on at Kroger, and then that was you know ten years there. It doesn't sound like dead end, but it felt like it to me. And now I'm at one stop, which is a great job, and you know I enjoy it. And I'm not sucking up, I promise. <laughs> uh, but what, what was was there like how many how many jobs have you had? Um, probably about six or seven, but they've been. So I worked at the movie theater for four years, mm-hmm. and then was that your first job? Yeah, that was my first one for four years. Wow, yeah, that's pretty incredible for the first job. Well, <laughs> I mean, the movie theater didn't require a lot from you. Oh, and gotcha. so it, it well, and then when you get, when, either, when you get to go in there drunk right. half the time, yeah, it right, makes it a little more fun. Yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, so I, I enjoyed the time that I had there and right. certainly I met Ted there that's where I'm, well, I went to that's school right. with that's, them, but that's, right. that's really where I became friends with them. Um, and then I told them to come to Kroger mm. and, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I had that job and then I worked in a factory at, uh, while I was working at the movie theater, I worked at a factory on the weekdays, and then I worked at the movie theater on the weekends at one point okay. for like a summer. Yeah. And then uh, when I quit, I actually got fired from the movie theater. Uh, I'm not, surprised. Not not for being <laughs> drunk. Oh, really? <laughs> for breaking a neon light with a rubber band ball. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was like, we were giving away free popcorn every Wednesday with a ticket and we had all these rubber bands and so I started making a rubber band ball out of it <laughs> and I was bouncing it off the back of the ticket box and I just kept bouncing it off and one day it bounced up too high over my head hit the concession top and smashed me on that is funny the guy that uh, like uh, I came in one day and they were like alright well we're gonna let you go and I was like, what? It's <laughs> fucked up. And they're like, well, that or you can pay $600 to replace it. 
They are like, expensive. So I was like, well, it's good knowing you. Right. Like, right. <laughs> like, right. I mean, I wasn't making shit there. So Can you right, take like, a dollar every paycheck? <laughs> right. For the next five years. like, And at that point, also, I mean, I was 15 when I started. I was 19 at this point. It was time to move on right, in any right. ways. Then I worked at uh, Goodwill for a while at the donation doors in Fairfield. Were you still in school the whole time you were in the theater? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, um, yeah. and then, then working in the factory with the theater while doing school in the summer. Oh, so okay. it was like, oh, yeah, gotcha. it was gotcha. over the summer. Like, but, uh, and then I worked at Goodwill for a little bit and then got fired for, uh, stealing too much. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I didn't know there was a too much. I was like, oh, I didn't know there was a limit to it. And I really wasn't <laughs> stealing. Like, people were donating stuff. Right. And they were like, you're not allowed to buy stuff from your own store. Like, and I'm like, well, uh, even if, if I you're want, even if you're off the clock, yeah, it didn't matter. Like, you're not allowed to go in there and buy. It seems it. a little fucked. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's a reason, but I can't think because of one. Because they felt like you could uh, change the price, like you could um, influence the person that's price and stuff to price it down for you. Well, well if they're easily is. that influenced, they probably don't need to be working there anyway because <laughs> well, a customer could do the same thing to you. Right. <laughs> well, don't you, guys have, don't you guys have managers? Right. Turns like, out, see uh, that shit? well, it turns out uh, the lady that fired me got fired for stealing from the register. Oh yeah, I'm surprised by that. A lot worse than mm-hmm. I think right. taking some Chuck Taylors that someone gave me or something. <laughs> <Jesus>. Like, <laughs> and uh, so then then I got on with Kroger though, mm-hmm. and I've been with Kroger going on 11 years. Yeah. So I almost hit. I would have hit my 11 in November if I'd have stuck around, but. They got a new contract, though. It's just, it's going to be bad. It's going to be good for people coming in. It's just going to be bad for the the old timers, like, and stuff. And so... People giving their life. Right, <laughs> right. Unfortunately, there's a lot of places that are, are moving to that because of uh, how much money the people who have tenure or whatever. I hear they're opening an Amazon warehouse. That is the biggest issue that Kroger is going to face over the next decade. Amazon. Yeah, that, I think sure. that's probably why the overtime thing is, is probably happening, because... Amazon's going to... They're not going to be able to compete. Well, yeah. I mean, the world's going to be run by the, by 10 companies, you know, and Amazon's going to be one of them. Right. Apple's going to be another. And nobody's yeah, ever exactly. nobody's ever going to have to leave their house for groceries well, yeah, ever again. yeah, that's exactly it. You, are, you already can get them sent to your house by Amazon or... Or uh, have somebody bring them to you. Well, yeah. There's a... Uh, Meyer runs a... Uh, uh, Shipped. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking crazy how lazy we've become <laughs> and how easy things are to obtain. It's unbelievable. Well, and when you create a brand like Amazon, like that's why Jeff Bezos is the richest guy in the world right now. Yeah, literally because he created a brand. He didn't create a product; like he created a brand. I mean, yeah. they know. do everything. Right. They yeah. started as selling books online, and people right. told them, "Why? Why would you sell books online? People can go to a store and get them." Like, well, check it out. Americans are fat and lazy. Right. <laughs> But that's, I mean, ClickList is taking off with Kroger, you know. Eventually, stores will be half a warehouse. There'll be half a mini yeah, warehouse that's right. shipping out yeah. to people's doors. ClickList is fantastic. I use it. I suggest it if you shop at Kroger. And if you don't shop at Kroger, what are you doing? Shop at Kroger. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny is ever since I've uh, quit there, I ain't stepped foot in one. Uh, uh, really? A couple times, I think, to see you guys, but uh, I might have been selling you a show tickets, I think, at the time, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was coming there just to get a little money. <laughs> I need to get back out and play again. I ain't played in a while, but yes, you do. Uh, bar t- bar coming t- up, bar coming t- up. T- need a beer. <laughs> Make sure you hold it into the microphone when you open it, please. Mm. 
God so, damn, that sounds so it gets good. Gets me horny. <laughs> I know it's a good sound. Uh, uh, you had you haven't had that many jobs, have you? No, I really haven't. Um, yeah, I, I started out. Uh, my teenage job was working over the summers to uh, save up a bunch of money at the local ball fields. Of, I was gonna say yeah, a bunch baseball. of umpiring and yeah, I umpired and cleaned up the fields, cut the grass, took out the trash, things like that, lined the ball fields, moved the bases. All that kind of stuff. That's a good way to get a little bit of money when oh, you're shit, a kid. Dude, man. I made a shitload of money, and I didn't have to work in the school year. You know, I just like just had a bunch of money saved up, and I pulled from that. It's that not was, like it's work because you're there with the ball field, so you're it was enjoy, fun as fuck. Enjoying yeah, your time. absolutely, absolutely. And and like <laughs> as a 13 to 19 year old kid, I made 10 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was unbelievable. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, r- really, the only reason I got out of 19 was because it was only 10 bucks an hour. So I went to straight from that to doing. Um, I, I worked in a, a factory of sorts for about a year with an ex-girlfriend's father. Oh. It was a hydraulic, a hydraulics uh, shop. We just sat there and made hydraulic hoses and engines and other things like that. Um, got out of that to work at movie gallery for about six months, and then straight from that to in home healthcare. And I did that. Easy guy. Yeah, yeah. And I did that uh, for about five years. Basically, um, with that, it was like just people who, not, I guess people who were um, labeled by the state of Ohio unfit to live by themselves, uh, basically. And you know, we got paid to kind of make sure that they were taken care of. I almost. And we, we have stories for that for another time. Oh my God, do we ever? Say, I almost got a job like that. Yeah. I like. I basically they had they gave me a walkthrough on the house, and during the walkthrough, I decided that it wasn't the job for me. You you have to have the mindset to deal with some really, you know, and I'm not being mean, but no. some fucked up people for sure. No. Yeah. There was three of them, and they were on different scales, and. The, the furthest one, so I come in there, and there's two ladies, and one lady's in a cast on her arm. And I'm like, so what's the cast about? Constantly? Said, like, all like, the time? No, it's like a hard plaster cast. Oh, okay. And uh, she's like, oh, one this of them is, broke my This is my one arm. of the workers, Ryan. Right. This is one of the workers. Oh, workers? Yeah. yeah. No, this is one of the workers, yeah. I know and where he's going with this. She's like, oh, uh, one of them broke my arm. Like, grabbed my wrist and just snapped, like, broke my arm. Yeah. Like... We had to have extensive training. It was, you know, defense defense training and, uh, I guess, offensive training, too. But and but your ass was on well, the line. the fact that you and uh, Nichols were wrestlers yeah. helped, right? Well, yeah, there was um, there were different clients, you know, within the Amateur company. Amateur wrestling, for those who don't <laughs> really understand. Yeah. The, so there were different clients within the company, and, and one in particular that Nichols and I uh, got paired with were um, – one of the requirements was you had to have a minimum background of amateur wrestling. You know, <laughs> wow. M- M- yeah, MMA was a plus, uh, security guards, oh, things shit, like that. That, that was a, that was a positive. So everybody in the house, this gentleman had to, you know, kind of be uh, two people around the clock kind of deal. And, yeah, when it, the, the gentleman who was running the company handpicked like seven or eight of us guys who were, you know, a little bit bigger, a little bit – more athletic at the time, at the time, um, to come in and, and kind of run the house. Yeah, really. Wow. And and I'll tell you that That's dude, funny. that dude never got out of line. Yeah, I don't think he was scared. I just don't think he was as 
crazy as they made it seem. Exactly, yeah. I think the state of Ohio maybe went overboard with them. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's well, precautionary. This one, uh, I was like, still... So after that, I was like, oh, okay. Like, and I was kind of whatever about it. And then uh, in the middle of talking to her, this lady runs in. And she's like, he's at it again. And uh, we go in there, and he is butt naked in the middle of his room just jerking it just going to town on himself like what, what was the name of that Jer- jeremy no, 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 no. what was his name? um the uh you're talking about you're talking about the guy who ran the company um yeah yeah his name was andrew a good friend of mine okay all right well but but yeah that was just uh that i was like yeah that's not the job for me so after that, I was like, uh, my friend joked about it. And he was like, you know, because you get to sleep overnight at the house. So I was like, well, right. shit, like six to eight hours, I get paid to just sleep. So right. I'm like, okay, that's not too bad. He's like, bro, you're going to wake up one day and he's going to have you pinned on that couch. And I was like, nope. Right. Yeah. Uh, you talked about that in one of our first ones. I mean, just sleeping for... Ten hours. I mean, right? Getting yeah, paid yeah. to sleep. That right. was that was at a different. That was at uh, one of the first locations. There, like I said, different clients for different uh, jobs or, or with the same company. There were some clients that you could sleep from midnight to eight, and there were some that you had to be awake. So even like and for through us, the night. Yeah, and the 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 one house we were in where there were two people twenty four seven. It was right. You couldn't sleep a wink. So, yeah, it was okay. I mean, we got used to it. You know, it just right. like anybody well, else yeah, working midnights. Yeah. I couldn't do thirds. I worked thirds over Kroger. Just just doing thirds then, like, I can't work third. I, you have to really be a different kind of, right. like, I don't know, breed to work thirds because you're already tired, or your body's used to being tired anyways, and then you're yeah. working on top of it. So yeah, exactly. I'd get home and friggin' pass out until, you know, I'd get home at, like, maybe 4 or 5 in the morning, pass out to, like, 1 or 2 in the afternoon, and I'd still be tired. Oh, yeah. I'd still have to work that next day, and I'm just, it's, third, thirds are different. Confuses the shit out of your body. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, cool. It, it just went straight from that into the job we have now, which is a one-stop. Right. And um, throw it back uh, to another thing. I'm, just, I'm not going to elaborate too much on it. We've already talked about it a little bit. I'm also passionate about making apparel. Yeah, I, I, well, <laughs> I've been wanting to ask you about the T-shirt. Yeah, are you, uh, can you, like, full-on... Oh yeah, yeah we're 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 kicking, man. We made made mention of it in the first podcast that it was. Go ahead, Liberty Sportswear. Yeah, shout out to Liberty Sportswear. <laughs> so you know, the first podcast it was kind of like it was a done deal, but it was still in the works, I guess, because we didn't really know what it was going to entail. But full on, man, we have we have a full on warehouse with apparel making equipment. And as it stands right now, we've got three people who are kind of making the, uh, doing doing a lot of the labor because it's um, screen printing, mostly um, embroidery. You know, do some other things too, but those those two are the big ones. And I'm I'm mostly the screen printing guy, and then there's another person there who mostly takes care of the embroidery. And then we got the two people who one of them's like the store manager. She's running the shop, taking orders, talking to people. Yeah. And then of course, uh, uh, partner Ed. He is uh, running the show from the top down, you know, making making all the pricing and everything like that, letting me know what's you know what's due when, and we just kind of get together at that point on top of the nine right. to five job that we well 
seven to six job that we have uh, at one stop and let's just say we go in at seven and then <laughs> wherever we end is where yeah, there we is end. no ending time it's just whatever i got out 6 45 today just kind of i got out at five or well, it was about six so. <laughs> yeah yeah the t-shirt yeah that's yeah. cool man they, super excited super excited what about kind, it. like what kind of you name it bro the fuck you wanted yep if you call up and say you want a shirt with this or that on it all I'm going to say is get me the image and I'll put it on a shirt. Let me ask you this, Jim. If we made shirts for this podcast, would you buy one? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Had a little laugh in the beginning. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was very unsure. We, we was uh, have to see uh, what the image. Yeah, we need like to get an artistic you know, person you know, here because I don't have a, you get a real good one. Yeah, I don't sure. have an artistic bone in my fucking body. So yeah, yeah I'm not that. <laughs> I can't project. Well, I can't project guitar chords onto a onto a <laughs> yeah. shirt. Fortunately, the Eddie and Eddie and Tiffany, who are kind of heading the operation right now, they're rather artistic and and have uh, computer programs that help us out. And we've got some other people we we got on speed dial if there's something that. Yeah, on speed dial is kind of something that uh, maybe might be a little out of our, we'll say, realm of expertise. Where at the end of the day, we're only three years old. You know, we were doing it in garages and basements, and then now we got the warehouse. We're still babies in that sense too. Um, so there's some things that we're going to come across that we're like, you know, not really. They bought sure. out basically uh, another uh, the, the Liberty Sportswear that was there. They bought that out. That guy was wanting to retire and combined all their, you know. Clientele, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we had a company that we kind of ran at, at our homes, and then he had a company in the warehouse that we, that we just purchased or whatever, and uh, yeah, we, we, he was ready to retire, we bought him out, and now instead of, instead of, he only did embroidery, and we only did screen printing, so he would take phone calls for screen printing and be like, well, I don't really do that, you know, send them to somebody else, right. and now we get all that business, so yeah, that's, um, so the imagery that we're talking about Tiffany and Eddie, if they can't do it, we, we've got somebody on speed dial who yeah. can. So we definitely – we haven't really talked about that oddly off the air. We need to we need to get that going. We, we've we discussed doing T-shirts if, if possible. The Facebook page has grown pretty well. I, I just – you know, I want everybody's participation to start rising. We have, and, and not that I don't like – appreciate whatever everybody's been doing. You know, we have the same people that comment. And that's cool because <laughs> right, that right, means right. – but that means they listen. Yeah. And, right. you know, I mean – Give and take, or whatever our numbers are on our SoundCloud page, I'll I'll take them. We have well over two hundred plays between our three slash four episodes, and uh, I mean it's it's going pretty good. Like I said, let's invest in a little money. No business ever grows anything. Not that I'm expecting this to be, you know, my uh, Joe Rogan my, 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 my source of income for the rest <laughs> of my life or anything, but. You know, it, it's fun doing it. We we love doing it and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we're going to move into our new segment here. Uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Through yeah, yeah. the scope. Cool little uh, sound effect right in there. I'm really pissed off that I don't have my adapter right now, so it's making me a little bit angry. Every yeah, time I'm, I have to, uh, I'm going to be. Inter- I, I'm interested in hearing how that sounds when it is hooked up because it sounds pretty cool when it's not hooked up and just. It, it, we're not really sure how this, that sound's going to convey, but that was gun shells hitting yeah. pavement. That's what that noise was. Backwards. So, yeah, so the the segment is... So basically, segment through the scope. Uh, what this is is either something new, either I've caught on to. I'm mostly the music guy, I mean, with this podcast, really. I mean, we both love music. Well, all three of us love music anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and... It, 
through the scope, basically either something that we are like, you know, I mean, focused in on. Focused I mean, on, yeah. either focused on, we're into, we're, we're just, that's just like the thing that we're kicking in right now. Um, whether it be music, movies, TV show, I you know whatever it may be, something anyways that we've discovered that I would like to share anyways. And uh, my topic this week is is a music one, and uh, it goes along with our underrated list from last week. I don't know if you've heard of them. Ty, I know you and I are big fans of these guys. Big. Um, Tyler Bryant and The Shakedown. Uh, have you ever like sat and listened to them, Jim? Yeah, no. Uh, Who I Am was on Guitar Hero, and so I listened to it off that, and I fell in love with it. I mean, I'm a huge uh, blues rock fan. Oh, absolutely. So Johnny Lane, Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know. Right. Um, Kenny Wayne Shepard, um, and then... I heard Tyler Bryant. I it just said Tyler Bryant at the time. I don't know if who I am was with okay. the Shakedowns or not. As far as I know, it's all it, he may do some like Tyler Bryant stuff, but I mean, so, but I love him. Though, yeah, it, I mean, I great band, and you know, one of those bands that I I've said to you, Ty, anyways, is that uh, like it sounds like a band you you've watched Sons of Anarchy, right? Uh, seen some of it, or, yeah, a little bit of it. It sounds like a band that you would like you would hear in there in, yeah, in the background. Yeah. And, you know, blues, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say country in a way, but pr- probably mostly blues. But uh, you know, and they were touring with Guns N' Roses a couple years ago, and their album they just put out. It's self-titled. I'm pretty sure, right, Ty? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they're like uh, an official full length release because uh, the majority of their stuff they've had before has been like EPs and all that kind of stuff and they get a little bit of an edge to them now um, still got that same classic like blues sound your favorite song is uh, Ramblin' Bones yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, th- and that's like straight up blues I mean you hear the song titled Ramblin' Bones you probably think what it is it's, it's <laughs> a blues tune right but I mean two songs that when I say they get their edge to them now and I think that that had to be when they from touring with Guns N' Roses, that's mm-hmm. the only thing I can think of, and and I'm not saying that they've completely like, you know, distanced themselves from the blues, but they just got a little more rock edge to them, and uh, a couple songs that uh, you know I'll post them on our Facebook page, but uh, um, oh man, I'm blanking on titles here. Heartland, uh, that's like the first song on the album. The man just riffs, and that dude is a yeah. monster guitar player. And then uh, Backfire is the other one that I can think of, too. It's two kick-ass songs. And still have that feel to it that, you know, you, you can tell it's them. But, again, I, they've definitely got an edge to them now, and, and I like it. And I don't know if you knew this or not, the rhythm guitarist is actually Brad Whitford's son from Aerosmith. Oh, no, I yeah. Know yeah, and, and you know, maybe, maybe that's an influence on them, too, because there's a couple songs on there you can hear some Aerosmith in them, for sure. But Tyler yeah. Bryant and The Shakedown, if nobody's ever... Really check them out. I will post. Uh, I'll post a few songs by him on there. I will post some from the album, and then a couple older songs I like. An older one I love is uh, "Lipstick Wonder Woman." Oh, that is, a, that, a is a, that is a great bluesy tune. Um, the Devil's Keep. Yeah. Oh. And then they did a uh, a cover tune of like an old blues guitarist's uh, "Mojo Working." Is oh that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mojo Rising. Yeah, Mojo Rising. It's is it called Mojo Rising? It's called Mojo yeah. Rising. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Who was the original? It's a, um, is that Buddy Guy or something like that? Or one of those guys? Mm. Someone along those lines. We'll figure it out anyways. Uh, yeah, Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown. That's a band that I've 
you know, I listen to off and on. We mentioned them last week in our underrated. Well, you mentioned them, Ty, and your underrated artist. And uh, hell, we were riding together in the truck, and I was like, muddy waters, muddy waters. I was close, yeah. buddy guy, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but along those lines, great yeah. band. Uh, I, if you've not checked out the album, Jim, it's no, fantastic. You know, I, I I'm a fan of big guitar, like uh, right. like to me, a great guitarist is not someone that can play you know 10,000 notes in a solo and you know that just doesn't appeal to me it's just how it fits the song you know what they do that just really kind of gets you like oh man that, that was just great chord or great <laughs> yeah. bending note so, something like that like you know that's just you know that's that's how they are to me just great riffs great melodies i mean he's got a cool voice too he's got a real different voice you don't hear much younger guys being able to rock that blues stuff but he does it pretty well yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've I've really come to love Chris Stapleton recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I heard sometimes I cry not too long ago, and I yeah. was like, man, that's not man. You can talk about some blues. It's every some, single some song voice. that dude has, every single song that dude has. Heard him again on EBN on the way home today. Album. <laughs> What's I, that, Jim? I just bought that Traveler album. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I mean, pretty much all the way. I'm not a huge country fan, and it's it's. Some of them tracks, I mean, it's still older country sound. It's not right. certainly not that the new age country, but uh, some of the stuff, I mean, is very Stones esque, very uh, the Outlaws. Yeah, um, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Just uh, yeah, yeah. He, he takes it back to like the '90s country that. But, but you know what's weird? Like, I don't almost classify him as country. He, he would traits, he would almost come across as like Southern rock. Skinner, blues to me. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, he's he's even got a little seeker. Well, yeah, that's him, that's like, what's great about his albums is uh, they're every song is kind of you can kind of classify as something different, right? Because like there are songs like uh, like the Traveler, yeah. a little bluesy, but it's it's country. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's country. And um, what's well, that, like, what's like, that one? Uh, like I said, like you know, I heard it again today, and I talked about it in the last podcast. He was he, they were playing him on WEBN today on my way home. Right. He's got a new one of his new songs on his uh, newest albums. It's 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 a rock yeah. song. Yeah, it, it's for sure. Right? Yeah, it's great. You know, it's yeah. great. Midnight Train to Memphis. Yeah. What's the one on the Traveler uh, talking about uh, put, putting sh- putting sugar in the John Deere? Uh, oh, nobody's nobody, fault. Nobody's, nobody's, nobody's nobody to blame. Nobody to blame. Nobody's, nobody to blame. Saint Zeppelin, bro. It what an idiot. Fatal three way. Outlaw State of Mind on there. <laughs> yeah. That, that oh yeah. Song, that's uh, that's straight like song. you know. There's Skinner. there's yeah. really not a bad song on that album to be not honest. Well, with you. Not all three well, of them. And lyrically, I mean, he's he's so good with them lyrics. I mean, oh yeah. Listening to Parachute, which is his mm-hmm. single off the album. I mean, lyrically, is just I can you know every word hits strikes a chord. Like, great lyricist, great great melody. Voice. I mean, I wish his guitar playing was a little stronger. I mean, not that he's a bad guitarist, but um, certainly like sometimes I cry. Like I felt like there was a point for a solo that just wasn't there, and I'm like, man, if you would. Tore into that guitar. He uh, in he gets into it a little more on his this, last two. This albums. latest album from a room, what side B or whatever they're called. I mean, side I heard, from uh, a room. It's, it's I heard him do a "Thrill Is Gone" right. cover that was really good yeah. in yeah. Uh, um, "Man's World." James Brown. I, I seen him live a few years ago, man. He's he's killer. I saw him live over the summer up in Detroit, and he uh, he did a cover of uh, of. Um, you shook me all night long by ACDC. Yeah, but it was like country bluesy. Yeah. Right, you know. Oh, it was he's, so cool. he's good. I've yeah. heard him 
cucumbers. Uh, you are my sunshine. He's with his wife. I mean, cause she sings with him on the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Have you heard the Joe yeah. Rogan podcast with him on it? Um, you know what? How far back was it? I don't know. I was thinking about it. I Just a couple have... of months. It was pretty recent. Yeah. I had to. Uh, yeah. He. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Where Where Joe asked him. Um, you know, you, well, you're a professional songwriter, right? And he was like, yeah, other than my own stuff, yeah, I write a lot of music for whatever company he, he writes for. Joe said, how many songs do you have you written? And he said, oh, I don't know, upwards of a thousand. Like, yeah, a thousand? Right. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, that, that is insane. Somebody finally talked him into doing his own shit because right. he, he just wrote for people for days. Yeah, I think he was writing for, like, Taylor Swift and stuff. He wrote oh, a single he, for just Taylor about Swift everybody. And... Just about everybody in the country world he's got. He's good for sure. Yeah. Uh, Chris Stapleton. Uh, I don't know anybody that's really not a fan of him by now because he's just blowing up all over the place. And... I've heard a couple of people like, oh, he's too old school for me or something yeah, like that. It took whatever. me a while to catch on because he was so classified as country. Right. Sure. So I'm not in the country scene. Well, so I didn't you know, really hear about him. That's an easy tag to... He was on SNL doing Parachute, and that was the first song I heard from him. Then I was like, well, I'm going to have to give him a that's check. Good and then I uh, really recently what got me to buy the album was hearing him do Tennessee Whiskey with uh, Justin Timberlake. JT, yeah. Like, that was like, I was like, man, and I was like, that was amazing. Right. Yep, so that's our Through the Scope here. We uh, kind of added a second one, I guess, yeah, with Chris Tableton. No, that's, that's cool. That's, hey, that's what I like about it, man. Yeah. But uh, the initial Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown. Uh, if you're into good bluesy, just I don't, I don't know, even just classic rock sound. I mean, really, they're kind of a throwback in a way for sure. Uh, Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown. I will post a few songs on the uh, Facebook page, and everybody can check them out. Because unfortunately, I don't know if we're allowed to play music here right. on the podcast because it might not go through when we upload it later. Hey, but, you know what's cool? In the last five minutes, we've mentioned three artists. Who are like top ten business time artists at our house? Oh, business time! I guess. Yeah, okay. you know I when I get on. down to my socks, you I know it's on. business time. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can talk about that. You might get in trouble. Yeah, I, I don't care. Okay, so anyways, uh, so not a lot going on with sports. And a little before we start this, talk about Olympics and all that kind of stuff. Uh, like we said, it seems to be that the curling seems to be the big focus. Like, that's the thing that's been broadcast a lot, and I guess that just has caught everybody's interest. Well, we talked about it when, when, when we made mention of it before we went on air. I've been thinking about it a little bit, and I realized why it's on television. Because every single country plays a minimum of nine round-robin games. And that's nine for the men, nine for the women, nine for the mixed, and then you have the, uh, then you have the medal tournaments. So there's just a lot more curling than than there is any other sport. The athleticism that has to go into curling is probably off the charts. Well, yeah, not <laughs> obviously, joking. obviously so not, joking. obviously not. But did you hear about the Russian doper? Well, no. for, first off, the Russians. Well, I thought they were all dopers yeah, because they they're all, all yeah. well, they're, they're all going by exactly. Olympic athletes of Russia. That's right. The, the Russians are not allowed to compete with their own flag. They have to be referred to as the <laughs> Olympic athletes from Russia. So. Any medals that the, so the Russians win in this Olympics doesn't count towards the, the medal count for the, for Russia, you know, so that's odd. And then they thought that all the people who showed up from Russia were deemed clean. And uh, then this guy, this guy, uh, Russian curler, got popped for doping. Jesus. Yeah, I know, right? So, um, but yeah, that's, that's why curling's kind of on, but... 
Uh, did anybody, either of you two, watch the women's hockey game, the gold medal game against Canada? You know me, I ain't paid attention to no. shit. Oh my god! If anybody out there, I, mean, I didn't know there good. was even women's hockey. No. Oh, <laughs> well, it's only it's only been an Olympic sport since '98, okay. and I, I'm almost positive of that. And the the United States won the inaugural gold medal in women's hockey, but Canada has won every gold medal since 1998. The last Olympic game they lost was in the gold medal match against the United States in 98. And it's kind of like, uh, I think the USA got bronze a couple years ago, or I mean a couple Olympics ago. But every other gold medal that Canada's won, the United States has been the, oppo- the opposing team in the gold medal match. There is a hatred, a hatred amongst those two teams. And I kind of followed it uh, since, not, um, not the last one, uh, Vancouver, 2008. I've been kind of watching it pretty closely and the, the hatred between those two teams is unbelievable yeah. so the game was intense and the the fact that it went to a shootout and then uh you know it came down to um uh, i'm pretty sure it went to a sixth puck a six shot oh it was unbelievable i know big willie style watched it well yeah he's a big hockey fan i can't really get into much hockey um so real quick jim you are a big football fan like us uh yeah. Uh, since there's not a whole lot going on right now, we had the trade today with the Rams and Chiefs with Marcus Peters. But uh, what do you see for the upcoming season? You're a big Bengals fan as well. Is there any right. – I mean, you're not on the Marvin train. I know that much. Right. I, I, you know, <laughs> the next uh, few years are going to be miserable. <laughs> right. So, I mean, uh, like – I got what, – what, what do they need to do? Uh, I mean, obviously, the obvious is – and and how long have you n- not wanted Marvin as the coach? Um, probably um, I don't know. It's been a it's been a couple years. Like it's been a couple years coming where I've just been like like, w- like when was the time you were like all right you know what it, it's just not working like is you know obviously they they started turning the corner when they got Dalton and AJ Green I mean, and, really probably that playoff uh, when we lost to Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. We lost to Pittsburgh and the way they handled that game, and I just felt like there were so many things the that perfect should issue not, and all that kind uh, of stuff. You know, Pac-Man coming out on the right. field. Like, there's just stuff that should could have been handled to not cause us that playoff win, and that was that was his do or die right there, and he died on it. Like, I felt like he didn't do it. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. That was I, a, so. Uh, Chelsea, shout out to Chelsea. Yeah, again, uh, is a Steelers fan. fan. Oh, like, hey, so. I rescind my shout out. Her, <laughs> I don't have a rescind shout out. <laughs> Maybe this. What? <laughs> That's good. That's good. Now, being her family's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Washington, which is right outside Pittsburgh, I give my shout out back. That is totally reasonable. That is she, totally reasonable. Yeah, she's not a Cincinnati person. I wouldn't be with her then. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> but I, she fell asleep during that game. I woke her up at the end of that game to just, watch the just, Bengals win. Oh, yeah. And I was like, watch this. Watch Giving this. Giving her the DX suck it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should have just left her asleep. Oh, my God. I felt so. I was like, You know what? I'm blaming you. the loss on you, man. You should have just yeah. let her sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you, man. That was that was about the time. I've made no bones about Marvin. I've said that he's the seventh or eighth best coach in the league uh, consistently. You know, I mean, he's mediocre Marvin for a reason. But right. there's like 
there's that there's also that thing where like if you if you can Marvin, who are you going to replace him with? You know, so I but but that playoff loss, I kind of was like something's got to change. And what I wanted to change was Burfick and uh, Pac-Man off the team. Mm. And when he said he was going to keep them, it kind of pissed me off. But I've supported him. I supported Andy and AJ and Gino and all those guys who were on the team. But I don't support Mike Brown. I don't go to any game. I don't go to the games. I don't buy apparel. And I'm not going to until, you know, something something changes. And that's really what it's going to come down to for the Bengals. Well, and they don't care about filling stadiums anymore. I mean, the... Uh, yeah, Mike, Mike doesn't. Mike doesn't. Right. Well, and a lot of them don't. I mean, the uh, um, Chargers are one of the least televised games, but they're a fairly rich team. The Redskins are one of the richest teams in the NFL. Yeah. Not... I mean, they're, they're not selling out games. Like they just don't get the 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 TV now is where it's at and the you know all right. the advertisements and all the everything outside of the the stadiums they just rarely do they care about selling the packing the stands out anymore. right. So what do you uh, any like anything you're looking forward to necessarily or not just with the Bengals? I mean, you know. Right, I mean, uh, they I have was, the potential to be good. I, I've right. never seen a team with such the talent is there with such a loaded roster. I mean, I'm not talking about the starters. I mean, they got backups that that obviously have proved themselves over and over. But yeah, I mean, in uh, us giving when we got rid of Marvin and uh, Sanu mm-hmm. at the same time, I was like, I mean, I understood it was it was going to be hard to keep them, but at the same time, like, I mean, will we bring in Brandon LaFell? Like right. really, like we couldn't. They tried to draft, but they they don't have anybody. I mean, Marvin's the best guy in the office. Yeah, you know. To I've always had this thought with any teams, like especially when you're trying to get a good solid number two receiver, it's better. I mean, obviously, scouting someone that's in your system is kind of the way, same way as trying to look at a free agent in your, you know, kind of in your realm of how your team plays or has an offense or whatever. But. uh it's it's easier to to draft somebody and mold them than it is to bring in a veteran guy who's been in a certain system for so yeah. long, and now you got to expect him to have this, uh, you know, connection with your quarterback and other receivers. And it, I you know, I I speak from experience from the Colts because ever since they've, you know, drafted T. Y. Hilton, they've been not been able to get a, a number two. They've they've gone in free agency to do it, and that just that just don't work. I mean, you right. you think oh well, this guy's got a name. He's he's out there. He's probably going to be good. No, it don't work like that ever, really, with with any position. But they're they're just the Bengals are just missing. They need that number two guy, that guy that's going to stay there with AJ Green. Well, don't forget that the, that they have that if he would stay healthy in Tyler Eifert. That is a big issue. Well, I, I don't even think that's a question anymore. I, I don't see him. Well, no, but that's what's that's staying. That's one of the top probably five or ten things that has screwed the Bengals over in the past couple of years because when. Marvin and um, the other guy. Who'd you say? Sanu. Yeah, but when when those when those guys when those guys got shipped out, Eifert kind of came in and he was fire. When he's on the field, he's this, the the you know one of the best athletes on the field, both sides of the ball. But dude's made of glass. I love him. Right. You know, I I I want to take I want to take the last name off of my old school '85 jersey and put his name on there. I wanted to it anyway. But I've got an 85 that just doesn't have a name on it. <laughs> I'll feel you on that. 
But anyways, uh, yeah, we're um, looking forward to. I mean, uh, I seen Jacksonville just extended their um, coaches um, contracts two years to like twenty twenty one. I mean, I'm excited about Jacksonville for real. I, I've never had any kind of animosity because they've also been one that has never really done a lot. Like, I was well, really yeah, we talked about lot. that on the past one. A couple teams that you know turn the corner like those guys, and I mean, they're the only gonna—they're only gonna get better. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, get rid of Bortles. Get, you know, even a, I'm not a fan of Kirk Cousins, but you get a Kirk Cousins in there over Bortles, and that team would have won. Like, that team would have beat. That was the only thing they missed this whole season was a quarterback yeah. who could make throws. But you know what, though? In, the, in those games, though, he – he was he was good. He, well, he did what he had to do. He did what Blake Bortles Blake Bortles' expectations were. Yeah. And if you put somebody like a Kirk Cousins, who most of the time is going to throw you for four hundred yards and a couple right. of touchdowns, he might turn the ball over, but you know, he's going to get the damn ball down the field. And and yeah, I agree, man. That was the only thing they missed. They had a fire hot defense. Yeah, so. and uh. Kind of going back to when you first talking about football, I just wanted to say uh, with the whole Brett Favre thing, you mentioned Brett Favre in particular. Like, to me, there's not a better s- symbol like of what the NFL stands for. Like enjoyment and excitement. And, yeah, genuine wanting to play the game. Not, I mean, the, the contemplating retirement was not about money. It was totally about him playing the game. Hey, he knows he knew like everybody else. When you give it up, you're done. You can't go back. Right. I watched him with the Vikings throw a pass downfield, run down there and throw a block for his <laughs> yeah, receiver. Man. Like, yeah, you just don't see that. You no, know? you don't. You, that's that's just wanting to. Well, there's play so the many game, protected right? rules now that the 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 play that I can remember from my childhood, and you'll know when I, when I say it. The, the the play I remember kind of making me fall in love with the game of football was what in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. He threw uh, uh, the ninety nine yard touchdown pass, and he took yeah. his helmet off the fi- uh, off and ran down the field. Right. And I'm like, the dude's you know twenty five, twenty six years old. I'm eight, and I yeah. see him do that, and I'm like, that's how I feel about football. Right, right. <laughs> I was, love football too, Brett. That was the first Super Bowl I stayed up for. Same, the same. Patriots. Yeah. In Green Bay game. It'll be an interesting season. Uh, I said this on a comment. Somebody posted or uh, somebody sent us a message or something. I don't know. Anyways, uh, it, it's going to be a lot of uh, – it's, it's going to be one of those shake-up seasons. It's going to be a lot of faces in a lot of different places. Yeah. And uh, But those teams that turned the corner last year, they're probably going to stay on top where they are. And, uh, I mean, I was kind of ready for Zimmer with uh, the Vikings. I mean, I yeah. didn't have any kind of ill – Feelings. I wish he was our coach. That's that's who 100, I wanted. As does probably the entire city of Cincinnati. One hundred percent. Not not Jake Rudin. Like not not uh, Hugh Jackson. Not, like no, I wanted Zimmer. Like right, hands down. Right. So uh, it'll be an interesting season. Uh, we'll see what goes on. But uh, we're going to get into our top five here. Uh, you know, our usual top five that we throw out a topic for. Again, if anybody's got a topic for this ever. Uh, you know, just throw it out to us. We'll 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 do it. It, it don't have to be necessarily music. That just kind of almost seems it easy because there's so many musical artists that can be listed in whatever it may be. But we'll you know we'll come up with different subjects. Um, but before we get to our overrated list here, Jim, you just got out of Facebook jail recently, so you could not participate in the underrated 
uh, subject when we did it. So uh, I've got one question about Facebook jail. Did you meet Donnie Baker? I know he was also in Facebook jail about the same time that you were. <laughs> I think you guys may have crossed paths for the last couple of weeks. Probably. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it, 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 that kills me that that's a thing, that you can get banned from... Well, I looked it up, and it's all algorithms. It's all bots. So when you get banned, there's no one looking at your ban. They're li- literally algorithms that are flawed. And what's supposed to happen is... You're supposed to get reported ten times for a single post before it even flags. Wow. Well, the system it's broken, and so now you get reported one time. And what they're also doing is they're putting watermarks on memes and in videos, yeah, so they can track them. So they're watermarking them to where they can track it. So like now, I advise people to screenshot it because if you screenshot it. Then you post it. They don't have the watermark on it. Were you were you miserable not having Facebook? <laughs> How long were you out? Was it thirty days? Well, no. It was a uh, it was a weird uh, seven days. <laughs> but it was, it was a was weird like, seven days. <laughs> well, it was a weird seven days because um, when I first tried to log in, it prompted me through um, being uh, having removed the post and giving the band for posting. But what happened was it kept cycling through these po- these pages, these prompts. And so it uh, it uh, cycled through and um, uh, wouldn't let me log in. And so it not letting me log in cost me like four days. And then when I finally, I had to create a new profile... Yeah, message them through the new profile Jesus. to tell them that my old prof profile wouldn't let me log in. So then I logged in four or five days later and then had to serve the ban after that. Oh, man. Like, Stupid Facebook laws. So, people yeah, are, a weird seven days that turned into like 11 days. People are so sensitive. Uh, so before we get to our top five for this episode, I'm going to let you revisit our last one of underrated artists and give a little uh, little reason why you feel like they're underrated or whatever. Yeah, um, so kind of when I was writing it, the big thing that I noticed when I was thinking about it were bands that were um, side projects. I felt like side projects get overlooked a lot. Um, So like A Perfect Circle is an amazing band. I mean, Tool's an amazing band also. Sure. A Perfect Circle has such its own uniqueness that kind of gets overshadowed by Tool. Like sure, so that's kind of that. that's one of my underrated Stone Sour. So I think uh, Stone Sour gets so overshadowed by Slipknot, but again, it's got its own uniqueness. Yeah, I feel you on that. Um, another one is uh, Scars on Broadway. I don't know if you ever listened to them. No, no, I have not. They're a uh, side project, uh, System of Downs, uh, guitarist and drummer. Oh, okay. Um. And they're very unique in the way, like, there's not many bands, if at all, that I would compare to Scars on Broadway. Um, it's kind of like System of Down, how System of Down is so unique compared yeah. to, you know, a lot of what else rock has to offer. They're, they were just oh. original. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pausing for the beer open. Let me grab another one. Barkeep. 
Coming need, right up. We need another beer. But uh, so three of my underrated artists were um, side projects because I just felt like side projects get so yeah no, overshadowed. Yeah. Right. Um, the other ones, the other two, um, Texuo is a band out of Spain. And they're a metal band, and they do a lot of um, pop turn metal covers. Oh, okay. Um, I, I like I like some of those. Yeah, you should listen to uh, Black Widow by Iggy Azalea. Yeah. Uh, Texuo's cover, okay. amazing. It's yeah. very on a kill switch engage level. Ooh. Like, and he, I mean, he can sing like no other, and he can scream. So he's he's just got a really good blend. And Diego Texuo is the guy, and then it's his band. I got like, you. But um, because they're from Spain, like I've looked up touring, they tour in Europe. They don't even tour in the U.S., so I haven't got a chance to see them or anything. But yeah. everything that I find on YouTube, I just absolutely love, and and they're just they're just a really underrated band because they're from Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one on my five is Joe Bonamassa. Ooh, yeah. Joe Bonamassa is a blues artist that, right. I mean, uh, he, he should be known like Stevie Ray. Like, I don't think there's many artists that vocally are that good and instrumentally that good. Mm-hmm. I mean, his his guitar work is amazing. You know, I listen to some of his stuff, and I, mean, I still, uh, Blues Deluxe. Right. And there's just... There's some tracks. Uh, the Ballad of John Henry was an amazing album. Like, it's just he he's put out so much good stuff. He's toured with BB King and uh, uh, Eric Clapton. I mean, he's for sure got a lot of praise from uh, like a lot in the music industry or you know in that genre. Anyways, dude's a monster guitar player for sure. Yeah, so. but he just doesn't seem to get it from uh, the. Uh, mainstream yeah. world. Yeah, I would say that there are not, in the grand scheme of things, a lot of people who know who he is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I turn him on a lot of times to people that, you know, if I, usually if they're an older cat or something and they're into blues and stuff like that, I'm like, well, you heard him? Like, and they're like, no, <laughs> right. they'll fall right. in love. Like, but, uh, and then, uh, honorable mention wise, um, I put Tech Nine, who's a rapper, um, okay. in honorable mentions, and only because he is the number one independent artist in the world. So he can't be that underrated if he's that right strong. Like he's right. got the under, number one independent record label. Uh, he's, uh, I mean, he's always on like a major like uh, uh, festival bills. Right, I mean, like always, I've always seen his name on them. Well, he does great stage shows. I mean, that's right. his thing is his his shows. Like, he would headline, and he had other rappers that felt like they were bigger than him get mad because he was at Eric uh, Eric B and Rakim wouldn't show up to a set because he was closing, like, and not them. <laughs> no, wow. Like, and they're one hit the head. Right, like Keisha Cole, like got mad at like Summer Jam. And was mad that she was going up before him. Like, it's just there's he's got a lot of hate from the rap industry, but has got a decent following by a lot of people still. Exactly. So, so yeah. So that's kind of why he's in that not completely underrated. Right. I got you. That's cool. Yeah. Any more than that one? No, I think that's uh, for your underrated ones. That's good. 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, well, and then the Black Keys. Black Keys, again, not right. completely underrated. I mean, they're and in fact, they're, they're now doing shows that aren't about the music they make. They were making garage rock, and they right. were making, you know, uh, jam band music. Oh, I, I enjoy them a lot. Sure. Yeah. Great and, band. But I don't want to see them at U.S. Bank. Like, I don't want to see a two-piece at oh, US for sure. Bank. And so I guess that's, that's definitely a Bogarts-type deal. Right. And they're too big for that now. That's that's the unfortunate thing that right. I hate now is that they're... But, I mean, every album is just different. Every album is them. Like there, it's hard to say that a uh, every album is them and different. Like for a lot of bands, yeah, yeah, that's what we like. That's what one of the things we love about bands, right? So uh, that that's good list. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check some of those out. Uh, and uh, yeah, the Black Keys. That's that's, that's definitely a great band. I, and they're featured a lot in uh, Eastbound and Down. Right. I don't know if you knew yeah. that or not. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so we're gonna get into this week's top five, which is overrated and surely to piss some people off. I know I'm gonna piss you off, Ty. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that excited about it. <laughs> I am. I, I think it's hilarious. Um, you got Meg on your ass too. You gonna have Meg on your ass too. That's fine. She'll she'll understand where I'm coming from. What'd you say, Jimmy? Said I might piss Ryan off a little bit, so it's okay. Oh. He probably will. He probably will. Oh, all right. There's a few bands. I know a few bands that I love that he don't think is that great. I don't know if that's on this list, but it, it's possible. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to piss either one of you off. But um, so I'm going to do a little different here. I'm going to read. I'm, I'm not going to read certain people's answers. I'm just going to read them as we come to them, and then we'll do ours. Okay. So uh, we got you 2 Britney Spears, Katy Perry, Beyonce, Madonna, uh, Nickelback, Insane Clown Posse, Limp Biscuit, Dave Matthews Bands, Dave Matthews Bands. What the f- who? Am I Donnie yeah, Baker. Sorry, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> S's on everything. Dave Matthews Band and Luke Bryan. These again. These are answers from everybody that posted on our post. Uh, well, multiple posts that we had. Uh, we got Five Finger Death Punch, uh, Kanye, hmm. Kiss, okay, uh, Nicki Minaj, and then you two. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, this next one here reads Rihanna, Cher, <laughs> Lady Gaga, Kanye, and Jay-Z, surprisingly. What do you got against the pop world? <laughs> <laughs> she may be a country lover. I don't know. Uh, and we got Jonas Brothers. Beyonce again makes an appearance. Damn. Mariah Carey. Queen B is getting shit on. <laughs> Taylor Swift and then a little Wayne. I like that list. I can agree with that one for sure. Then we got a uh, Taylor Swift again, Five Finger Death Punch. Ed Sheeran makes an appearance here. Yeah. Now I will fight. I will yeah. fight on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Ed Sheeran's a uh, yeah, a good one for me. I like that. He's a good I songwriter. Like I like it. Make uh, it rain. Oh my god. Florida Georgia Line, and then I don't know this one, but Up Church. I don't know who that. You know I that thought one? FGL was kind of accepted. As being way overrated. Uh, they're just... <laughs> I don't know why anybody would voluntarily listen to them. Uh, so, I think we have a few more here. I'm going to try to dig up. Well, let me tell you. Y'all best stay off my girl Madonna. Okay? Calm your tits. My cone-shaped tits? Here we go. Okay, I found some more. <laughs> Here's where it gets really good. The Beatles... Marilyn Manson. Who said the Beatles? The Rolling Stones. Oh my Slipknot God. and Kiss. Uh, Someone wants to fight. 
<laughs> and then we have Disturbed, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, All That Remains, Pop Evil, and then one we mentioned last week that somebody tried to say was underrated, but we told them they were wrong. Is Theory, Theory of a Dead Man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> then we got Kid Rock, uh, Kanye again, Kiss again, Bruce Springsteen, uh, yeah, and Luke Bryan. Uh, I told you I, this is. I love this. Yeah, no, I'm ready to piss everybody off. I love it too. I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> I, I'm only I'm only half pretending to be upset over here. And then we have Grateful Dead, Beyonce again, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, which I know Chelsea would probably be offended by that one. Uh, and then <laughs> this one's funny. So it's Justin Timberlake parentheses. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> and then Kiss. Wow. Yeah. Justin Timberlake is like one of the greatest artists to ever. Yeah, like ever. Yeah, he, he, he's fantastic. So. Uh, Let's go ahead and get in our our top five overrated, Jim. If you would like to go first, since you are the guest here. All right. Got your overrateds ready there. Um. Yeah. So a couple of them I kind of heard. A couple of them I didn't. Um. Uh. Kiss. I put them in the overrated because of what they started as as like a glam disco band. Yeah. They weren't really what <laughs> right. I mean, now not to say there weren't really good songs that they put out. I mean there were some some really good songs. But overall the following they had, like I mean, I love the movie Detroit Rock City, but right. I feel like that kind of <laughs> gave them a lot more cult following Great than they movie. really deserved. Like right, right. I felt like that kind of. Um, and then U2, another one that uh, seems to be popular. Um, fuck Bono. <laughs> I, you know, uh, he, he was kind of coming across as a Superman there for a little bit, and then he got a little douchey, so. Right. Yeah. So, um, uh, The Doors. I mean, Jim Morrison more so than The really? Doors themselves. I feel like he wasn't this great American poet that everybody wants to say he was. Like, I felt like his lyrics kind of fell flat. It, he was kind of just the first guy to go a little bit off the cuff with his lyrics. So I think that's why everybody kind of, um, you know what I mean? Did, li- he did a lot of things on stage. Uh, he did a lot of firsts on stage. Right. Yeah. So I think he gets a lot more credit than he deserves for sure. And then, uh, so I'm a huge Beatles fan, but I am not a huge Paul McCartney fan. So I say that looking at what Paul McCartney did with Wings, (laughs) like I'm not a fan of Wings, and I feel like he was pushing the Beatles that way. And I'm a much bigger fan of the Lennon Beatles. I'm a much bigger fan of the... The coming back from India Beatles and not so much the bubblegum Beatles. <laughs> um, and so I think a lot of the, the bubblegum Beatles seem to me more McCartney influenced. And so, right. yeah. And now, with pretty much, I mean, everybody but him and Ringo gone, I mean, they're just, he is taking so much fame and credit for the Beatles that wasn't just him. Right. Like I see him on award shows doing Beatles songs <laughs> and I'm just like, you shouldn't be doing those songs. Right, right. Like and so Paul McCartney's kind of a a pet peeve for me. Like, you know, they say why did John Lennon leave? I'm like, why didn't Paul McCartney leave? Right. Like, I'm anxious um, to hear your uh is this your fifth one here? So my final one is uh Foo Fighters. I knew it. I fucking and, knew it. Wow. I, I knew it. 
Yeah, he he has told me he he has told me for years that he just does not think that they are that great. Wow, I yeah, am. I mean, I think, I think they um they you know I uh, will say this though, I love the skies your neighborhood. So I heard that and hey, I hey man they're they're the I biggest band in the world them. right now. Um, the sky that is your neighborhood is good, but just so much early stuff was very repetitive in the. <clears throat> the the layouts of the songs I felt I, like tempo changes weren't um, tempo changes weren't enough and I felt like they were s- too middle of the road like, yeah I, I won't necessarily I won't necessarily disagree with that maybe the the early stuff wasn't as good as it was, it was very basic yeah in a sense and and that's yeah. fine you know I get the completely I knew that was coming though yeah, I knew yeah, it yeah. I fucking knew it was coming. I like that list though. I like the rest of the <laughs> well, list. That's why. That's that's why we love doing these things, man. Like, you're you're not wrong. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So you're not wrong. You know, it's just I disagree with you. There's no wrong answers. <laughs> I mean, no, yeah, no, no, no. So definitely not. I'm up. I'm I'm ready to hear this. Hell yeah. So I'm only going to read five for now, and if we have time, I'll I'll recircle back to the the other two. Um, I had a little bit of trouble with this one. I guess maybe just slowing it down to five might have been the, the biggest the biggest um, obstacle I faced. Um, I'm not going in any particular order. Green Day. Uh, I think I think that that uh, <coughs> when I hear their music, it makes me want to punch myself in the face. They're an abomination to punk. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. I think so. Um, <laughs> And uh, my 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 next one, uh, they're not the same like musical style or anything like that. But I feel the same about them. I guess <laughs> Sting slash the Police. Okay. <laughs> I I can't believe that it's kind of the way that Jimmy felt about McCartney. Like you see Sting fucking everywhere. He performed at the Super Bowl, and I'm like, man, you're not any good. <laughs> and you know, if, if you like his music, I, I I think that was an ego thing between him and the other guys yeah, in the police. And, and probably give the police more credit than him by himself. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I'll agree with you on that for sure. I mean, uh, that's uh, why. Yeah, Sting, and then you know, like when yeah. Sting was with the police is kind of what I meant. <laughs> yeah. um, but but uh, so like, I, I thought of a great quote from uh, the movie Zoolander when Hans Hanso was like being interviewed, and he was like. Something along the lines of like, do, do I do I know what kind of music Sting's making? No, but do I respect the fact that he's been doing it for so long? Sure, and that's how I feel about him and Green Day. Like you know, they've been making music for a long time. They're kind of yeah. consistent. They had somewhat of a following. I can't wait to tell my list. And uh, and uh, you know, I kind of feel the same way about both of those guys, both of those bands. Uh, another one would be Dave Matthews Band. Uh, I agree with uh, that that one person who ever said it on the. On the uh, page, yeah, I just I don't know. M- maybe more so that I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't understand. That's, that's fair enough. That's yeah, and I I have seen uh, I don't know maybe two people in my entire lifetime who are like oh DMB 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 right. And, and but but at the same time, you'll also hear maybe fifty people be like oh, I'll listen to DMB. I will not. Yeah. I will not listen to not one Dave Matthews Band song. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another one for me would be Maroon 5. Okay. Adam Levine gets a lot of credit, and 
maybe maybe his voice you, you think maybe he's more overrated than the band itself well i th- no because i think adam is talented i do i think Ad- i think adam levine is talented i don't know who writes their music i think their music l- lyrically is poor um, but I, I, long story, we'll tell it, we'll tell it another time. I've seen Maroon 5 in concert, yeah. not by my choice. I had to go see them. And I know that sounds weird, not knowing yeah, the context. I, I, I remember this one. But, uh, I've seen them and Adam is talented. The band is not. <laughs> and I, you can hear, I, I, I think you can hear it on the radio and you can, you can see it when they play live. I just, they're not very good. I don't know. I don't know how else to put it other than that. Okay. I, I thought they were a rip-off Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai came first. And right, I heard right. that song. Like, and, uh, I heard Maroon 5's uh, This Love. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? Like, mm-hmm. right. Jamiroquai over. Yeah. Like, My last one for now is going to be The Grateful Dead. Yeah, I think I think nice. they're overrated as well. Um and it, they kind of have that same like Dave Matthews thing going. Like people yeah. just fucking follow them wherever they go. Yeah, and I think um, with really no like, I mean Dave Matthews, you can sing a lot. Some of their hit songs a little more, but Grateful Dead, I Trucking, I think is the only song I can right. I mean, uh, Sublime did Scarlet Scarlet Begonias. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like Sublime's version more. <laughs> right. Know? Right. But did you watch the Netflix special, The Strange Life of Bob Weir? No. So it's the other guitarist from Grateful Dead other than Jerry Garcia. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how he had to follow Jerry Garcia around with the guitar just because he didn't know where he was going to go with it because he was just so... They were all so fucked up on stage. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. And it was just... Uh, I think that's just another excuse to go see him half the time is just yeah. to be stoned and... Fucking drugged, I mean, drugged yeah, out just, of your mind. Just, I mean, well, and and the Grateful Dead was, I mean, they were still to this day one like um, the family is one of the largest promoters of LSD, right? And they call it like just waking up and, and <laughs> you know and opening your eyes and and uh, I think their message wasn't bad, but their music was sure, like, yep, <laughs> right, 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 right. I think uh, the Grateful Dead and um, Jimmy Buffett are kind of like the same. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, I don't think, is an overrated musician because you don't really hear anybody saying, like, oh, Jimmy Buffett's a great musician. No, you hear people saying, like, you know what? I like sipping margaritas on a beach while listening right. to Jimmy Buffett. It's a cheeseburger paradise. Exactly. Like, Whatever. And Jimmy's never taken his job seriously, not a damn no, day in his for life. Sure not. So I don't think Jimmy's overrated because no one's beating down the door for Jimmy to right. be one of the greatest out there. But I feel like that they're kind of the same, you know, Jimmy and, and the Grateful Dead. I, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good list. I like that one. So uh, mine here. I'm excited for four little, of them. There's there's a little, a little <laughs> bit. No. No. Don't jump to conclusions now. Oh, 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 I am. More than one. Huh? <laughs> More than one. Yeah. That's what it is. So uh, it's going to get a little repetitive here. And it, like, when I say overrated, I, I just think that a lot of their catalog or really the the uh, recognition they garnered is just not warranted i, I don't understand i don't word. i don't i don't understand where it came from really so my so i'm going to read this as like my least to most uh so number 5 for me is slayer and now again i like slayer i have 3 or 4 of their albums on my itunes list but if they stuck to those three or four albums, I would not. They would not be on this list, is what I'm saying. 
because, you know, and I can't fault bands for sticking to their guns and, you know, that's what they are, that's what they do kind of thing. You know, we, we did a fucking two-hour-long episode on ACDC and, I mean, you want right. to talk about a band that makes the same song. But <laughs> it, it with Slayer, you can only listen to it so much before you're finally like, okay, I've heard enough of this. You know, I make a joke all the time, like their first song that they ever released hasn't ever ended yet because it's still the same song. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so... Again, there's like three or four song, three or four albums by Slayer that I love listening to. And it's because they actually branched out a little bit, and then they just kind of kept but doing. How are they regarded as one of the big four? Yeah, and and, <laughs> and which I get, I understand. They brought it to the for, the forefront as far as that genre goes of thrash metal. But again, there's just I, I don't know. Well, I mean, and even then, what they did for thrash metal will still what is thrash metal. Like, right, exactly. I mean, it, it gets tossed around all the time. There's there's bands that don't necessarily do thrash all the time, but they're called a thrash band for some reason. But uh, Slayer. Uh, but it's not like the, the impact Sabbath had to the metal game. Right, like it's right. 100%. That's the best way I've heard it put right there. Right. Um, my next one would be Madonna, which was mentioned a few times by other people. Stay off my girl Madonna. Bro. <laughs> Dude, just because she's not any good anymore doesn't mean she wasn't fantastic Even for back two then, decades. Just influenced, she influenced a lot. I mean, you know, we I think the, the only theories and the, the, the well, that's, what there is now. That's the thing is it wasn't really necessarily in the music realm. Right. This is what I'm talking about is music-wise. Yeah. Her image, okay, she, she allowed women Brand. to be a little more open with themselves, a little more sexual, you know, but music-wise, no. <laughs> no, I I can't sit here and say like, oh, Madonna's. I can't even name an album first of all, but I can't she say that it's a classic Britney album. Spears musically, I think I think Britney Spears had better music than Madonna. I I just you know I, maybe it was the time I don't know, but I and even even after some of her hits, because really to me all she was was just a visual um, act. You know, she had those racy videos that. You know, sparked a lot of controversy and all that kind of stuff, and that's all she was to me. I didn't think there was really. She, I don't think she can sing a lick. To be honest with you, <laughs> I don't think she's got a great voice. But and she just thought that she was this super high caliber artist that just made great music. And I, I just, mean, I never got that. I think she uh, fit into a lot of the '80s women's artists <coughs> category at the time. Right. It was, it was the visuals that stood her apart. Like you know, right. She, well, back then, the music world was ran by her and Whitney. And uh, it, that I won't disagree with anything you've said. Um, I, she may not have a great voice, and she, she didn't make any of her own music or anything like that. So I, I guess I can't disagree necessarily with anything you've said. But I guess, uh, yeah, I've, I've kind of merged the, uh, the, the what she did for the music industry, I suppose. I I don't think she did anything for the music industry per se. I think it was just allowing women to be a little more open with well, themselves. Well, maybe the audio and video and the stage. Like, she was different but, uh, on stage. My next one is Green Day. Uh, again, just... I mean, if they would just limit their catalog... I don't even... Not even that. If they just didn't just straight up go political... I don't like any of their songs. And... Well, I'm to the point now where I hate their, their their new music is just so fucking terrible that I can't listen to the old shit. I can maybe listen to a couple albums worth of material, but I, you know. Yeah, I don't listen to Dookie anymore. Uh, it, exactly, yeah. and and that's like where they blew up. And back then, I could listen to it, and then American Idiot came out, and I was like, 
what is this garbage? And then they and got... Kind, yeah. And kind of going to the uh, underrated bad religion. It was very underrated in the punk scene. And right. Green Day was very overrated in the punk scene. Punk scene. I, I think it was just more of an accessible music that people were really caught on to. And because it was three chords and fast, people were just like, oh, punk music. Well, whatever. You listen to, like, lyrical content, you know, Bad Religion was, I mean, talking about stuff that a lot of those other punk bands weren't. Right. A lot of the, I mean, even, like, uh, the Sex Pistols are another overrated, I think, in the punk scene. Sure. I think The Cure did a lot more for the punk scene in uh, The Clash and uh, those bands. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, my num- My next one would be Kiss. Um, and again, I, I like Kiss. I like old school yeah. Kiss. But when I look at their whole catalog, right. you know, the only album, there's only two albums that I can really say from them that I could probably listen to front and back. And that would be their first one, their self titled one, and Destroyer. And Destroyer is the classic one because it's got that great artwork. And, you know, Detroit Rock City really brings it all in. And it, and that's where a lot of their big hits came from, too, was uh, Destroyer. But I love Gun on it. No, Love Gun was an was an album. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, and 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 that one's okay too. Yeah. Um, but like, when I look at their whole catalog, and then they, you know, when they ditched the makeup, and I, they just they haven't done anything since they ditched the makeup. To right. be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. They, you know, lick it up, and maybe a few minor hits here and there, but. And I, I guess I can't hate them in the sense that they created a brand. They were probably the first band that created a brand out of their. Oh, out of their right. name, no question. Because the, the Kiss Army was a right. huge. Nobody had done that before. Nobody. Yeah. Um, and the image, nobody had done the image before. Right. So I get that in a sense, and I'm not saying they didn't have good music back oh, then yeah. because I have, again, a ton of their stuff on my phone. But it stops at a certain point, and then all of a sudden, you know, and now Gene and Paul just every time I open they're up super fa- douchey. Every time I open up Facebook, they're getting interviewed for some stupid bullshit that I don't care about and they're talking about you know open up our vault for people to buy uh, it's like Gene tries well, way too hard to to keep in the news uh, that that TV show that they had and then um, and then it, I don't know maybe two three years ago when I he just, tried he tried to patent the, the devil horns yeah, yeah bro like you were not the first person to do it <laughs> I just think that the Neanderthals had cave drawings of people putting up devil horns back then. But if anybody deserves it, it's probably Dio, right? James Dio, absolutely. As far as the devil horns go, and I just I think they've become a kind of a a a parody of themselves in a way, (laughs) and especially because now you know the Spaceman character and the Catman character were such iconic characters with Ace Frehley and Peter Chris, and now you've tried to plug other people into them, and it's what it is. But, you know, I don't know. And I feel like with a lot of the 80s and early 90s bands, um, the the ballads say a lot about who they are. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, I didn't even know Beth was Kiss right. for so long. And I was like, are And then you come serious? to find out that the person that sang it was the fucking drummer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and, but then you hear, like, November Rain, and you know it's Guns N' Roses, and you love every minute of it, even though it's a right. ballad. Like, and it doesn't change who they are. You know, Kiss dropped stuff like that that was so off the 
the radar of what they else they were doing right. that it was like who are you guys right like, right i you know it, to me it was just after they ditched the makeup then for some reason it was just like a member of every other album a new member of every other album yeah they you know it just, they just lost an identity and then it all of a sudden became the gene and paul show and what they said went and that, that just that makes me lose respect for guys in a band um my last one here is U two. Oh yeah, that's, that, good. that's my that's to me is the most overrated nice musical nice. act there is because I don't know what they are really, and <laughs> yeah. um, other than the Joshua Tree, what what have they done really? To be uh, honest, they with forced them? you to have an album in your uh, iTunes library. <laughs> exactly, like that is yeah. got to be the most douchey thing that I've ever seen in my life. I remember when that popped up, and I was like. I don't fucking ask for this. Yeah. I don't want this in. And, I and you tried, couldn't delete it. I, I did. I don't know how I did, but I did. But uh, And I, I tried to listen to it. I really tried to give it a, a shot. I was like, well, it's free, so I'm not going to complain. But it was just terrible. Yeah. And again, other than the Joshua Tree album, which is one of the greatest albums of all time, I'll give them that, uh, I don't really know what they've done to be this... And you and I read a list one time. Weren't, weren't they the highest selling or the highest grossing touring act of like, yeah, ever or something like that? They've made the most money um, worldwide. I, I don't know what this following and, comes from. or And I'm pretty sure they had uh, number one or pretty close to the top on um, uh, most uh, people attending one of their shows. Ridiculous. Yeah. And, and those people can't know more than, like, maybe 10 songs by those guys. Yeah, that's probably it, yeah. Well, it's probably, you know, 70, 80% women, though, in that audience. Like, it's for some reason, women love you, too. I, like, I don't talk to a lot of guys that are like, yeah, I love you, too. Like, bro. Fans yeah, they have YouTube. no edge. They have no, well. Yeah. I guess they have a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> have no edge. They have They're no wrong. edge to them. <laughs> yeah, so. But, that would be my overrated. So. <laughs> I like your list, man. Yeah. You didn't piss me off. I mean, one of my favorite South Parks is uh, the Bono episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah. They make him the world's largest turd. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so, honorable mentions, just because they go along here. I, I did have the Beatles as an honorable mention in I mine. I punch you in your face. And, the, I, you know, I get it, what they were when they came out. But, again, when I look at their catalog... I, 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 they went so many genres. That, I, I mean, they created grunge. Like for for you to be such a grunge fan, but not think of Helter Skelter as <laughs> probably the original grunge. Him and Neil Young. I just this, like Beatles and Neil Young are the original. Uh, I of just grunge. I, there's like, their songs just don't hit me. Don't forget though, with the Beatles, that I mean, mine. They 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 have they have uh, the 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 album uh, number one. I think it's called. Beatles one, I think. Yeah. With twenty five of their number one hits, I, I'm I'm pretty sure of that. I haven't yeah. done a lot of research lately. But they were only together for like ten or twelve years because Yoko broke them apart. Again, so I, like, I, I get it. Insane. No, listen to me, though. I get it. I understand when they came out why people were so enthralled with them. I just think if somebody were to listen to them like just now, but I I didn't get hit to them until about. Four or five years ago, no, I just, that's where I'm going to disagree with you, Ryan. Is that they they are one? If if there is a person who comes over here 
let's just say from a foreign Listen, country. I, there's songs that I have. No, there. I know, I know. But like my favorite song I can tell you right now is not a hit of theirs. It's called A Taste of Honey. Well, if but what I'm trying to say is like there if you if there's somebody who's never heard a, a song in their entire life and they're like, what is music? The Beatles are gonna be one of the bands that you say you know. Listen to these songs. And well, my be... guitar gently weeps. Oh, well, God. that's because they were the that. first band of their kind to come along and do that. But yes, what I'm I saying is today, the song quality. But, today, but the song quality, though, I mean, I dig 50, a pony. 60 years I mean, ago. There's, uh, the, I mean, really, though, the stuff that's certainly after the bubblegum era. So a lot of the bubblegum era... Um, See, that's the stuff through, that I'm a little through, keen to more than later on. Even through Rubber Soul. Like, I just, I don't think that it wasn't until really, like, the um, White Album and Abbey Road and those albums that they started just coming alive into uh, what the Beatles are. I'm I mean, just, uh, I'm more keen to the Stones than I am the Beatles. I like a little more edge in my rock and roll. But see, the, the, the to me, and again, you, you say edge, though, but I think the Beatles have more edge. No, I'm not talking Stones. about you two. The Stones had more honky-tonk to them. The Stones had more Southern to them, even though they were a British influence. They Well, I like a little bit of You know of I love the twang. Stones, but they were some bitches when they released Let It Bleed. But that's enough. We can go on with the other honorable mentions, because I'm... Bon Jovi. I'm, I'm about to headbutt John you Bobby. on the bridge of you guys. Listen, when you look... Again, another band, when you look at their catalog... There's really only two albums you can pinpoint that really put them where they are as far as... They're the number one karaoke artist in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and how many songs did people karaoke? Maybe three different ones? I'm just saying. But they're the most karaoke. Like, and I'm all hey, hey listen, listen. Again, I have them in my library. I play them in my shows. I've karaoke Bon Jovi, so I'm a part of that number one karaoke band. But... Other than, uh, other than Slippery When Wet and New Jersey, their material outside of those two albums is hit and miss. They've turned to this adult-like contemporary band, and I, ever since after It's My Life came out, they were just just downhill. And I get it. They're older. They're going to evolve. They can't sing about the same stuff, you know, which is fine. But at the same time, it's like you can at least have a little bit of that left in you. Yeah. And, and and I think I've heard them played on like a country station because of the style that they've taken. Yeah, it was before. A, they did a song with like Gretchen Wilson or something. And to me, you're just I, you lose credibility when you go but, that far. Anyways, yeah. But anyway, so uh, <laughs> listen, okay. I, I know you don't agree with me. It's okay. We'll get into it later. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> That was good. I, I like the overrated. I, it was funny. The Kiss and U2 and Madonna and Green Day seemed to turn up a yeah. lot. So, well, and, and again, I I do these lists. I had this list done before I even did the uh, underrated one. So this was this was ready to go. Well, what were the? I see I see two more. Just just rattle them off real quick. Uh, Imagine Dragons. I don't. Uh, I don't really. I don't get that at all. Really, I don't understand it. When they're played on rock stations left and right, I don't get it. I don't understand. I'll tell it. you what, though. I mean, I just okay. Maybe the level of rock category isn't there, but the songs themselves, like I, I find myself just belting them in my car. I, but you know, like, the thing is, though, is I hear them. Damn, I love it. Like our work trucks, most of them don't have anything other than just radio. So. 
those songs are just on all the time and especially off their new album and i just can't handle it i was okay at first and then i, I just don't get it i don't get it i guess radioact is a great song i can get into that but the first seven thousand times you heard it right but see i i wasn't a fan of them early and then they grew on me like i started hearing more and more and i started belting more and more and just in, in enjoying it and I mean, maybe that Lightning and Thunder song sounds like an M.I.A. song. It doesn't yeah, sound like uh, that song is very out of the ordinary, I feel like. But, I mean, that Believer song. Again, uh, uh, yeah, and, that was good. But then I heard it a million times. <laughs> and, I, you know, when I, when I change it from one station because I don't want to listen to it and it's on the other one that I go to listen to, I'm like, okay, come on now. Uh, I have the Who listed. Uh, I, I, I don't think... I couldn't go without. I mean, I, I don't. Again, uh, they had hits here and there, but they were just so like pushed out there. It was like like this just amazing rock band, and I get it for their time. They were coming along and you know putting a little more edge to them than I think they were more edgy than the Rolling Stones. Yeah. I think the Rolling Stones by far made better music, but I think I, well, that's who, what I'm saying is just the song quality wasn't yeah, there for me. For yeah, the no, I, I'm not going to fight you on that one. I would disagree. I wouldn't put them in my top ten. But and this but, this, this last one here is definitely uh, more recent. And I, what the fuck is Post Malone? Oh, you don't like Post Malone? No, bro. Have, have you so have you seen his other stuff where he's doing Nirvana and he's doing no, and I don't Lada. want to because I, I love that band yeah, and I don't want I would, to. See I don't. I don't care no. for so for he's Nirvana. A very yeah. rock type guy that is in the uh, parody rap scene. He's a parody rapper. See, I thought that myself, and then I've asked numerous people about that, and he's like, "No, he's not." No, I'm like, bro, come on. There's like, a whole new scene of parody rap that's coming out. So there's a guy named Sunreal. He does a bunch of parody rap. Um, Post Malone, um, I guess Dicky. So maybe maybe that'll um, make me. Dicky's hilarious. Lil Dicky. Lil Dicky is probably like the most popular of the parody rap. But, I mean, he made a video. Maybe that'll make me take and, a different look at Post Malone, knowing that now. Yeah. But I've asked numerous people, and they've said, no, he's not a parody rapper. And I'm like. Do you actually listen? Because I've listened to the songs. Yeah. And I'll, and then I'll be like, I mean, that rock star song is stuck in my head. And I, and I, and I said that, and I'm like, isn't this dude like a parody rapper? And they're like, no. And I guess Lonely Island was kind of the uh, the the getting out there. We and, mentioned them last week. And putting did? it, yeah. I mean, I love Lonely. I've loved but it again, since the SNL digital shorts. Like but, I started watching those. But when I look at Post up. Malone, I'm like. My, I have a friend named Justin and looks just like Post Malone. Like the first <laughs> just, couple pictures like, I seen the Post Malone, bro, I I'm, sent to him and was like, "Is this you with the grill?" <laughs> like, I just want to like comment on his pictures and be like, "Can you like take a fucking shower or something?" Yeah. And then he got the head tattoo and that did it in for me. I was like, "Okay, I can't do this anymore." <laughs> mm -hmm. So I, I just even then, even if he is a parody rapper, I don't like the songs. Sure. And yeah. everybody's like raving over him. And I, I don't get it. Like, yeah. Well, and yeah. he's uh, not parody enough to to enjoy, I guess, if you're looking at it as a parody rapper. Right. He's he's so on the fence with it. Right. And I think I think he started out as very much a parody rapper. Like I've heard, I've seen videos of his early stuff that's very very cheesy and very corny. And I felt like he had some success that kind of merged him in. Mm -hmm. 
there's no other way to take it. I mean, are you going to look to look a gift horse in the mouth? Are you going to see people trying to sign you and say no? Like, right. I think he just kind of got wrapped up in it and was like, well, people are taking it seriously, so fuck it. Like, <laughs> right. I just... It's not for me, I guess. But uh, I mean, I get it. Like, it's not great music by any <laughs> <Right>. means. <laughs> but that was good. That was a good top five. Uh, yeah. Appreciate everybody yeah. out there who uh, left their answers. Uh, again, if you have a, a subject out there for us, it don't have to be music related. That's just kind of the thing that pops to my mind, anyways. But uh, Slipknot was a little touchy on there on that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little iffy on that too, but again, I, mean, I, I mentioned stone sour as an underrated. So maybe comparatively man, stone sour is underrated compared to how overrated slipknot is. I, but, I could see that. Yeah, in a sense. for sure. But not to say that slipknot is necessarily overrated. I think people just don't like to give Corey Taylor credit because he is an amazing vocalist, whether you right. like him or not. I mean, the right. dude's versatile as fuck. Right. And, uh, I like got, I like Stone Sour and don't like Slipknot, and and that's fair enough. Anyways, I mean yeah. I know you're not big into the screamo stuff, but Stone Sour, man, I just, I could listen to them at any moment. You throw them on, I'm like, all right, cool, let's listen to them, let's go. That's a great right. band. So uh, again, that was it was it was fun. I like uh, listening to those. The Doors and Coldplay, yeah, that's a that's. Coldplay, yeah. I think, is like U2 status. Right, Coldplay is yeah. like a... That for sure. Yeah. I like that comparison. Yeah. I didn't mention Coldplay probably because I figured it... Honestly, I'm surprised it didn't come up in there because I just figured it would have been like one of the most... Everybody hates Chris Martin. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. right. And then he dated Gwyneth Paltrow and everybody uh, hated him more. So. Yeah, yeah, they were coupled together. Right. Yeah, but uh, it's been a it's been a fun show for sure. I, this, yeah. I enjoyed this a lot thoroughly. I hope you had a good time coming out with us, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, no, glad to be out here. Getting it's drunk and talking about shit that we go through every day, and it's been a good time. Uh, again, thanks to everybody that tunes in, uh, that's liked us on Facebook, um, whatever it may be. We like to get those numbers up. We're we're still rising, and we love it. We have plenty of ideas for what we want to do again. The t-shirt thing. It's a possibility. Gonna happen. Just got to get somebody that can draw some good shit for us. Um, if you have any suggestions, throw them to us. We're on Facebook at Gone Shooting Podcast. You know that probably by now if you're listening to this. We're also on SoundCloud, which is what this is going to be posted to afterwards. Um, and again, we just just thanks everybody that listens, uh, comments, likes, shares. Just don't be afraid to participate. We somehow got people to open up a little more this last time around, but. Uh, Again, if you're listening to this and you know people that might enjoy it, tell them about it. Uh, get us on here. We just this little fun little thing we like to do. Uh, just talk about the shit that we love. And uh, again, thank you everybody. Look us up on Facebook, Gone Shooting Podcast, SoundCloud, Gone Shooting Podcast. Thank you again, Jim, for hanging out with us, man. It's been Appreciate a good time it, having you. It was fun, man. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for being. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, man. Uh, it's been a great time. We'll hope, hopefully, we'll have you again. And. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. I've, I've had a great damn time. For sure. Yep. So, again, check us out. Gone Shooting Podcast. Thank you again, everybody. Check us out on Facebook and SoundCloud. Gone Shooting Podcast.